0: Please be advised, this episode has not been edited for your comfort. Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet
1: Broadcast Network.
0: Everybody and welcome! As you've already heard, this is episode number one hundred and fifty. It's our and here's that big word again, sesquicentennial episode. And I'm your host Woohoo! Russ K5TUX, and that that noise was Pete ve
2: 2 xpl
0: How are you doing tonight,
2: Pete? Good day. Today? I've been awesome. I just twisted my mic so it would be closer to my head so that you guys could hear me better. And now I'm eating it. <laughs> <laughs> How does it taste? pretty bad bad? you probably don't want that answer (laughs) let that be a lesson never do last minute adjustments during the theme song
0: well that's okay as long as you're muted when you do it and then unmute when necessary which seems to be a problem for you
2: like so i put my put my headset back on and the <laughs> mic's like literally in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> uh, all right happy 150th y'all
0: yep happy 150 and we also have cheryl who's sitting across from me so say hello to the folks hello folks hello folks <laughs> uh we had some mic problems we had some audio problems we have all kinds of problems and um uh, and Russ says I think we can normal.
1: cuss on this one.
0: We we cuss on all of them. I'm just not like, going edit to edit it out. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to edit it this time. So carry on. Uh since I didn't do most of the work for these uh initial stories, we're gonna let our other co hosts deal with those. And I'm not even sure how you're gonna read this first one. So
1: Yeah, well, I found this and I thought it was cool, but yeah. So Pete can do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no
2: problem. All right, Pete, fumble your way through this one. There you go. <laughs> I've I've actually read the show notes, so I know what I'm talking about today. Um, Ham radio now, uh, we're talking about Bill Pasternak, W A six I T F now silent key. So uh, recently, Gary Pierce K N four A Q and certain guests uh, remembered Bill Pasternak who passed away uh, this past June eleventh. We mentioned that in the last episode. A little bit of sad news after we had uh, said uh, in previous episodes that he was doing much better. The next day, I opened Facebook and find out that he dies i'm like i feel like an idiot now but anyways that's the way it goes sometimes so um what he writes uh on uh or on youtube on youtube he writes but i'm guessing there's also a video to go with it uh bill pasternak wa6itf passed away a few weeks ago he left behind a huge number of friends so uh, he found six of them there's an alarm in the background. Maybe my car is being stolen. Anyways, he found six of them uh, to join him in remembering, telling stories, and celebrating his life. So this is Don Wilbanks, uh, AE5DW, who sang, uh, uh, said it was therapy for the soul. Sorry. Uh, so each is in the ham radio news business in one way or another. Some part of news line, some not. Uh, but before we finish, uh, he says, we talk about the state of news and media in ham radio. Uh, in the, this specific episode are Don who's a Newsline anchor and Ham Nation host uh, CQ editor Rich Moseson I believe is how you pronounce that uh, or is it Moseson uh, his call sign is W2VU uh, Newsline anchor producer uh, Skeeter Nash N5ASH which I love the call sign because his name is Nash and he's got Ash in his call sign and he says that's in his secret identity mode and uh, last but not least, our uh, Jim Davis, who's a Newsline anchor, W2JKD, and Ham Nation host, Amanda Alden, K1DDN. And there's a, a special appearance by Newsline co-founder, Jim Hendershot, WA6VQP. So, Skeeter and Don discuss plans to keep Newsline going, which is uh, really good news. And they guarantee that the young Ham... Um.
1: Would you like me to finish that?
2: Oh, yeah, he's really
0: gone. Pete went away, Pete went away. Anyway, Skeeter and Don discuss plans to keep Newsline going, and they guarantee that the Young Ham of the Year Award will be presented at the Huntsville Ham Fest this August. And they need your help with nominations and contributions at www.arnewsline.org slash Y-H-O-T-Y, which is Young Ham of the Year.
2: Yeah, I don't know what just happened there. Apologies, just got
3: flushed.
0: Well, you you also while you're at it need to move the mic like to the side of your mouth because it's like you're blowing into it. All we hear is.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you should have told me that before we started the story when I was
2: fucking around. <laughs> Sorry. He well, we're trying to keep swearing.
0: your yeah. We're trying to keep your levels up, but. Maybe okay, it, maybe well, it's your oxytocin re-heading. levels we need to keep up, not your. Okay, so, how's
2: this? Is this better? <laughs> better. It does seem Peter to be better. Pick a of pickled peppers.
0: Yes, that does seem better. All right, so I let me go ahead and just finish ether- off here. Oh, great.
2: Here. I've lost connection with the etherpad now, too.
0: Oh, wonderful.
2: Yeah, you finished Okay, off. it's back.
0: I'll just go ahead and finish this. And for quick memory jolt, take a look at this clip from 1976. Ooh, I was just barely alive in 1976. Uh, the link to that will be in the show notes. And if you're an old-time L.A. ham, which none of us are, uh, you might wind back to the beginning and see some friends. So you can watch the Ham Radio Now episode 209, which is uh, a goodbye and uh, a fond farewell to Bill Pasternak, Whiskey Alpha 6, India Tango Foxtrot, Silent Key. So go ahead Did and check you, uh, out. check out
2: that clip? I have
0: not checked out that clip.
2: I did, and it's pretty cool. Just, first of all, seeing a clip that was uh, filmed in 1976 uh, on film, of course, uh, is pretty cool. But uh, Bill Pasternak, I mean, you totally recognize him. He looks like the same guy, just, you know, 50 years younger. And uh, it's just kind of, it's just interesting to see uh, see clips from, from way back when, as it were. Uh, 40 years younger, perhaps? <laughs> perhaps.
3: I'm are so, so counting my fingers going, whoa. <laughs> well, I figured, I figured...
2: I figured by the time you edit this episode... you might be 50 years younger. <laughs> well, than that's the true. true. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, ooh, uh.
2: Anyhow, yeah, sorry. My math is a little off today, perhaps. <laughs> that's
0: okay. All right, anyway, so the, the links to those things will be in the show notes. Help out with the Young Ham of the Year Award if you feel so inclined. And uh, we'll say another goodbye to, to Bill. It's, it's too bad, but I'm glad that uh, Amateur Radio Newsline will continue uh, and his legacy will move on. So uh, we also have a story about the International Space Station, which is kind of interesting. I haven't checked this out yet, but it sounds
2: cool. Perhaps so. you should because, uh, yeah, it is actually pretty cool. Um, however, before when I checked out the link, it wasn't working, but now it is. So all right, good. I was uh,
0: so tell us about the link, that, Pete. What was happening? Anyways, before your link craps out again, come on, tell
2: us. The link is the link is awesome. Um, <laughs> panoramic tour of the ISS. Uh, for those who don't know, that's the International Space Station. So, uh, ESA astronaut Samantha Cristoforetti, Christoforetti. I don't know how you pronounce that. I have no idea. Probably Cristoforetti. Um, po- Christoforetti. Cristoforetti uh, uh, calls- with
0: the nice Italian lint to, to it. Uh,
2: Christoforetti. Ah, there you go. Uh, Samantha Cristoforetti. Uh, <laughs> i get there someday. <laughs> <laughs> I, her call sign is IZ0UDF uh, has been cataloging her home of six months to create panoramic images you can rotate and explore. Uh, each section of the space station requires... Uh, required around 14 fisheye photos stitched together. Areas of interest can in be clicked on for more information in another browser window. Eventually, the entire station will be available to explore right here on this page. So uh, you can uh, follow us, and by us they mean them, uh, to receive updates. Or maybe that's us. You can follow us too. So you, there's a tiny URL for this uh, website that's uh, really, really long. But basically, it's on the esa.int website. And you could uh, go find links in there or check the tiny URL uh, on our uh, in our show notes. And uh, you can find the uh, ham TV – or sorry uh, – can you find the ham tv transmitter on the floor so there's your uh, your quiz for the day so whoever can find the ham tv transmitter on the floor and email us that answer will win our everlasting gratitude and some congratulations <laughs> on air uh
0: no none of that is actually true oh come on
2: i'll, I'll be gratitudeful.
0: I'll be gratitudeful, <laughs> nice yep uh, I, I yeah, do I want to check on. this out though 14 fisheye photos per panorama and 360 degree view of the different sections of the ISS it sounds very cool and other oh, than a few
2: episodes. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Okay. I was going to say, other than seeing these kind of spacecraft in museums, you really don't get that kind of opportunity, and this one's still operational.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I've I've seen similar things of, um, um, you know, vintage war airplanes and stuff like that, and it's and they're really cool. People who take the time to do that, um, first of all, thank you, and, and it's awesome. Uh, so uh, I'm definitely going to check this out, because before I wanted to check it out, but the link wasn't working for whatever reason. Now it is, so I'm going to have a quick look at it, and... Uh, come back with my uh, synopsis of the whole thing. And I was going to say something else, but I forgot. <laughs> well, that's okay. That means we can move on because there's no
0: anecdote to go with the story. And I should oh, probably make right. sure our levels are still pretty good. Okay, levels look good. Uh, there's also a short story here. Cheryl, you want to hit this one?
1: No.
0: <laughs> nah. All right, fine. I'll do it. <laughs> all right. So there's a new website for the amateur radio community. Not like these don't happen every day, but this one got mentioned here for whatever reason. Programming radios can be a bit daunting. Yes, sometimes it can, sometimes it's not so hard. But if you have a Chinese radio, you probably know how daunting it actually can be. So a website has been launched to share memory files for radios. As the site grows, they hope it will become a global portal for memory files. So that's pretty cool. That's
2: cool. Yeah.
0: And uh, that site, by the way, is www.codeplugcentral.co.uk. So it's a British site. Uh, and that sounds pretty cool, having all of the, the memory files ready and available to plug into your software. And uh, I didn't have a chance to actually go look at this, but I'm looking at it right now. And uh, let's see. Me too. They have code. They have memory site or memory files for Baofeng, Connect Systems, Hytera, Icom, Kenwood, Motorola, TaiTera, WuSun, and Yezu. So there you go. <laughs> I just
2: plugged on uh, WuSun, and uh, there's nothing. <laughs> So I guess the website's been created, but they're waiting for downloads.
0: Oh, I see. They're waiting for downloads, right. Okay, so let's see. Let's look, pick a bigger
2: one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Boafeng has uh, all repeaters, simplex, and extra in the GT3 area. So uh, let's see. ICOM, that's a pretty
0: big one. Has uh, nothing. Yezu has the FT7900 <laughs> <laughs> series, which is useful for me because I actually have an FT7900. So, But for any, everyone who has a Yezu that's not an FT7900, not very useful here for you. Uh, it's a brand yeah, new
2: but it's, website. It's obviously just starting.
0: Yeah, but. Icom, nothing, Kenwood, nothing, Motorola. Does anyone actually use a Motorola for ham radio?
2: Yeah, actually, um, there's um for one, r- one of repeater our guys, systems maybe. Yeah, no. One of our guys has um one of the guy, one of our guys one of the gentlemen in our club and his son uh, use Motorola radios because they're unkillable. Like they they go um, four by four in the woods or not 4x4ing, four but one of those little quad bikes that people kill themselves on. Uh, and he says that he has this radio on him, and, and it's, it doesn't matter what you do to it. It's unkillable. So they take them, and they have to program them. You need to you know be a little bit savvy and, and, uh, and know how to program the chips. But once you do, these radios are just undestructible. The old Motorola's. It says they weigh a ton, but it's like those old uh, you know cell phones that look like Army radios. You can't kill them. you know. Right. Uh, But, uh, yeah, people actually use them. I was surprised. They actually sold me on them, to tell you the truth. They even use them in their mobiles, and
0: and they're dirt cheap. Yeah, you can find them on eBay pretty cheap if you go looking for for the old Motorola's. I have an old Motorola sitting here that I was going to use for um, IRLP. I just never got around to it. Well, it's never too late. Yeah, that's true. It's never too late. And on the website, it says, if you have a code plug that is of use to the community, please email it to CodePlugCentral at gmail.com. And it says, please send only your own work, not copyrighted stuff. And by sharing, you are adding your bit to supporting the amateur radio community. So there you go. Support the amateur radio yeah, community. Absolutely. And make this site actually worth something.
2: So we didn't record. it. Yeah, well, like I said, nothing. it's uh, brand new. So, uh, you know, as people uh, contribute... Uh, it could become huge. That's very true. It could.
0: So there's one last story in our ham radio section, and that is that a solar storm forced ham radio drill to shut down early. This was interesting. I have heard a lot about the solar activity of late. So
2: yeah,
1: Pete submitted this.
0: Pete submitted
2: this. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't actually say that it that it forced ham radio. Um, uh, the the ham the ham bench and, my god <laughs> the, uh, the, field yeah, the field day generally yeah. but it certainly limited operations and contacts uh, on, on the second day of the contest so I'll, I'll kind of cross read this because it was kind of a long article but basically it uh, states that ham radio operator, operators testing their communication system uh, this past weekend which was a few weekends ago um, as a way to anyways I won't go through that because everybody knows what field day is for those who don't very quickly it's a simulation of emergency communications. Uh, But it states that the uh, recent uh, solar storm, which basically uh, the sun basically exploded uh, late on Saturday and basically ruined the ionosphere for everybody. Uh, And of course, field day, you know, people try to speak as far as they can. So long distance propagation of uh, ham signals uh, were somewhat disrupted. So basically um, a lot of people said that their Saturday was good, but their Sunday sucked, you know, basically so uh, other uh the, they state however that um everything doesn't really always work out in your favor so in the case of an emergency um you know there might be an emergency right after a solar flare so you also have to be prepared for this and You still communicate. You just couldn't communicate as far. And, um, you know, everything was a lot noisier. But that doesn't mean that it put an end to the field day. It just means that everything was very much more challenging. So in a way, it's not really a bad thing. The, The article makes it sound like, oh, my God, field day was ruined. If you're a diehard contester, yeah, it was ruined. But that's not the whole point of field day. Um, Field day is more an exercise in seeing um, if your communication equipment works, um, if you're, you know, able to set up an emergency station really quick, if you have to bug out, yada, yada, yada. So, um, you know, if you have to deal with a solar flare, you have to deal with it. Um, Emergencies don't always happen on beautiful sunny days. So, I don't look at it as a negative thing, uh, but it did make uh, field day a little bit more challenging. So. This was uh, from a, a website called uh, scv dot com, and I think I saw the article kind of by chance on on a Facebook post. All right, so moving on to the sun. Exp- <laughs> Sorry. So so
0: moving on from the exploding sun, Pete. How did your field day go? <laughs>
2: Well, actually, my field day was pretty cool. Uh, It was the first time that I did my own personal field day. Year after year, I I was involved in our club's field day for a number of years, which was great. I mean, I had a blast and they're always fun. Uh, But I always said I I would like to go off on my own and set up, you know, because in an emergency, my club might just not be around. So uh, for the first time this year, the club, uh, in its uh, infinite wisdom, decided that Field Day, uh, you know, wasn't really, not to get into the politics, but they decided that it cost too much for for what it was worth for the club. And, you know, fair enough, uh, the club can decide what the club wants so they decided not to have one this year so I uh, set up in a friend's apartment building so my friend's apartment uh, is on the top floor of a four story building so uh, me and him set up a, a very long wire antenna about 136 feet and uh, I uh, set it up from the uh, fourth floor balcony uh, over to a very tall tree that's kind of across into the uh, his, his uh, building backs onto, fu- onto the police station so we were setting up an antenna in the police station uh, waiting to see what would happen there but uh, nothing came of it which is kind of scary because you figured they should be watching their backyard but they're not (laughs) Uh, so um, on the Saturday it was great you know I I contacted um, as far as uh, the coast of Morocco which was a first for me like I was so excited Uh, but then again on the Sunday uh, everything was noisy and I could you know not here very much and i was wondering what was going on uh figuring maybe you know electrical activity in the area blah 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 not even thinking of checking um any of the websites that explain solar activity but uh then we found out why so uh, space weather that was my first field day on my own yeah yeah or, or what's the other one solar cycle 24 is another good one that i like uh space weather also as you mentioned but, uh, yeah, fun field day, the first on my own. Uh, my friend's not a ham, but uh, he kind of helped me, and I kind of tutored him into uh, what was ham radio, and, you know, he kind of came and went, uh, but he was gracious enough to leave me his balcony, and uh, it was pretty cool.
0: So how many contacts did you make?
3: <sighs>
2: Thirteen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really?
2: Yep. So I'm not Thir- a diehard contester. It's kind of more of a as you could tell uh but yeah 13 uh i i we only started setting up at 2 uh, 2 2 p.m local time which is when the contest starts uh so by the time we got set up and you know so we'd kind of have a beer and relax and chat and then so i'd go back to radio and then uh, hang around with him for a while and then did other things and so it was kind of back and forth a lot it wasn't a very serious field day for me uh but it's what I wanted it to be. It was just a, a fun day. And I uh, uh, made a few contacts, listened a lot, and uh, scanned the bands quite a bit to see what I could hear. Uh, so, yeah, but I made 13 contacts, uh, mostly into the mid, mid and, and southern United States. Um, throughout the day, uh, everything uh, kind of changes. You know, it shifts from west to east as the day progresses. And uh, yeah, my last contact uh, was actually uh, uh, Morocco, which was very very exciting. I, I'd never even talked to uh, anywhere near Africa, so I was uh, very excited.
0: Oh, that's very cool. I do have a contact in Morocco, and I also have one in South Africa, but I don't think I have any anywhere else in Africa. It seems like Africa is fairly hard to to get to most of the time.
2: Well. That's why I was so excited. It was, it was very late in the day. Um, it was my last contact. It's probably uh, 9 o'clock at night local time, so uh, Eastern time. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was very cool. I was kind of jumping up and down on the balcony. People must have thought it was weird, but <laughs> Well,
3: that's, okay. that's cool.
0: Well, your field day experience is much more interesting than mine because I did not participate in field day this year. So hopefully uh, I will get around happens. to it and do it next year. There was some reason why I didn't. I think we were busy that weekend. In fact, I know we were busy that weekend. Huh? Oh, yeah, that's right. We had the show. Yeah, so we were we were very busy that weekend. Okay. Uh, could not participate. But perhaps next year we will be able to participate.
2: Yeah. Well, it's a good thing we didn't uh, plan on uh, contacting each other.
0: Yeah, that did kind of fall through. Oh, well. <laughs> we, can, we can plan on contacting each other just like through the normal course of events, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, well, I have to get an antenna back up soon. It's, it's, so the antennas at my home uh, were eaten by squirrels. Uh, so I had to take them both down, which is funny because today, actually, uh, i amusing using anecdote. Uh, the uh, Bell Canada guy comes. Bell Canada is our uh, phone provider. Uh, comes knocking on the door. He says, uh, I need access to your yard. Uh, I have to run a new phone line uh, because squirrels ate your neighbor's phone line. <laughs> and I felt better because it wasn't just my antennas that the squirrels were eating.
0: Well, that's okay because I saw on, on Facebook that squirrels ate a friend of mine.
2: A friend of yours?
0: yes. Like they actually ate a person.
2: Okay. <laughs> Dare we ask?
0: <laughs> well, okay, he's not technically a friend of mine, but he's a friend of a friend of mine. <laughs> and he, ate he, him. He, he, he wasn't actually devoured, but apparently they attacked him pretty violently. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. Attack squirrels. I've Attack squirrels, yep. I've never heard of it either, but the, he what showed. What was he doing? Uh, apparently tending to a fire pit. And he showed pictures of his wounds, and it, it looks pretty severe, actually.
2: Well, they, got, they have big front teeth. They could, I mean, if they decided to. Uh, so I, I, I always fed them as a child. My mom would say, you know, don't feed the squirrels. They're going to attack you. But if you're just going to hold the peanut there, and you don't freak them out. Uh, you know. I don't know, maybe they saw that movie, the one where the animals attack everyone.
0: Attack of the squirrels?
2: No, no, just uh, <laughs> there's a movie coming out, or it just came out, about how all the animals turn on people. And I'm not sure what it's called. I'll have to do a search. Oh,
0: I think they've done that one before. Hitchcock did one all about birds.
2: Oh, yeah, that was an awesome movie. That's one of my favorite <laughs> Hitchcock films. Freaked me out as a kid. Didn't want to go outside for weeks.
0: <laughs> well, you saw it at the right time of your life, then. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was
1: the same way. I didn't want to go outside or anywhere near anything that might have a bird. And I was like seven when I saw it. So
2: Lovely. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Hitchcock, yeah exactly. that's the beauty yeah.
2: of Hitchcock. Is uh, today horror movies and you know they're all like gore and they show you everything, but Hitchcock didn't show you anything. He let your imagination work, and that was right. even scarier. Right, and that's the beauty of Hitchcock. Yeah, and is, everybody but I like, knows. Oh, the, I haven't discovered Hitchcock yet?
0: Everybody knows the shower scene in Psycho involved Hershey's syrup.
2: Oh, I didn't uh, know that.
0: Well, not necessarily Hershey's syrup, but chocolate syrup apparently was used as a stand-in for the blood, because it looks more like blood on black-and-white film than actual bloods. blood.
2: Blood yeah. And actual blood's harder to come by.
0: Yeah, well, you would think. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, maybe. One
2: of my neighbors recently asked me, I work in a hospital, and she's like, Hey, can you get me a liter of blood? <laughs>
1: You're like, like uh... what? <laughs>
2: She's like, yeah. Well, uh, it was for Halloween. She wanted blood. I'm like, you work in a hospital. It must be pretty easy. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> That's just because I work there, that I can walk in and take blood. It's like, I was just like, it's just very random. Yeah.
1: You know, the thing is, you can make you know fake blood with some Kool Aid and corn syrup. Oh yeah. Yeah. So
2: interesting i'll tell her that yeah
1: you should <laughs> there there's probably a pinterest thing about making it somewhere but
0: we had a we had a band come out and play here i think it was two years ago that did a lot of stuff with fake blood and intestines made out of stuff stuffed into pantyhose and drenched in cornstarch and syrup and stuff oh, like yeah. that it was, yeah it was it was interesting yeah
1: all the bands do the the blood yeah stuff with you know corn syrup and
0: gulay and they throw stuff so. into the audience and it gets messy and everyone like eats it up and not literally eats it up you know what i mean by eats it up and it, well, it's, if it's good it'd be good yeah well I well yeah
1: but people for some reason people at these mental shows when you you throw blood at them this fake blood they're like yes <laughs> and they're like running into it and you're like, Ugh, okay. <laughs> so what
2: kind of shows you guys put on
1: pretty nasty ones apparently i'm
2: not not coming to visit you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what kind of pie you make me no
1: no 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 trust me there was a friend of ours got married and he was one of the singers in a band and apparently one of the very first shows he did they decided they, they were going to throw uh something out into the audience anyway oh uh locusts or something but they couldn't find them. yeah they couldn't find them (laughs) cheap enough so they ended up buying like 10,000 crickets or something they were supposed they were supposed to be delivered the day of the show they actually showed up a week before that they called the people that they bought them from and they went oh you know just feed them lettuce they'll be fine so they did and apparently by the time you know the crickets were living in the box um By the time show day rolled around, the box was disintegrating due to uh, cricket waste and lettuce and etc. So apparently, you know, that the time in their set of their songs that they wanted to throw these locusts or whatever out into the audience, the box disintegrated and they were just throwing handfuls of, you know, cricket waste and crickets and disintegrated cardboard box. And people were... Loving it. And apparently, at the end of the show, there was a seven year old kid there who came up to him with a strip of the disintegrated cardboard box and wanted the band to sign it. <laughs> and I was like, Ew. And they told this story during the wedding. <laughs> <Nice. Slow laughs> it's like, <on>. ugh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, but people love stuff like that. And I'm just like, You people are sick. Sick. So, and, for the,
2: and for those of you wondering what the hell we're talking about, well, this is the kind of stuff that gets edited out, out of, of, of the, the podcast. Shows. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell's going on? What am I listening to? So
0: let's move on to open source topics. How about that?
2: <laughs> Back to our really big shoe. <laughs> With right. a really big and really big personalities.
0: All right. It's my understanding, according to this, uh, this song... Uh, it's my mar- yeah song. song boy speaking of crickets yeah, speaking of cricket shit <laughs> um apparently there's now an official raspberry pi case so you want to take this one
1: sure so anyway i was uh digging around online last week and found a story in linuxgizmos.com about an official raspberry pi case it is an injected molded plastic case that is notable for offering an easily removable clip on lid The lid enables the addition of an rpi hat add-on boards and offers easy access to camera and display ports it's a five-piece case uh it supports model b and the pi 2 model b um the model a plus will fit but the usb port is not accessible externally um, all ports have been exposed on the sides of the device, including the micro SD slot. A removable side plate provides access to 40 expansion pins, and power and activity LEDs remain visible. And the case, of course, has got four cute little anti slip feet. Um, the cost of it in Europe is about six pounds, which is about $9 US. Um, there's only one place, apparently, in the US that has it. Which is MCM Electronics, um, and it is uh, gotta have a little link in the uh, show notes about that.
2: Well, it's good. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's pretty cool. I yeah, had, I thought it
1: was cool too.
0: I didn't look at the the new case, but I actually just ordered uh, a Pi Two B from MCM, and I got a different case than this one. So it's supposed to work with the Pi 2B, and it actually is, looks kind of similar to this one, although it doesn't have the ability to stack boards with the case on. It's a fully enclosed box, and it's black instead of the uh, sort of white and red uh, multicolored look of this one. But it's pretty cool looking. I think I paid about the same for the one I got.
1: So you didn't get an official yeah, case. Yeah, it's
2: cheap, too. So, I mean, that's 10 bucks. is, you know. Yeah.
0: No, I didn't get the official one, but I did get one, and I'm looking forward to my new Pi 2B when it gets here. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet, but you know, at least I'll have one. You'll find our I'm sure I'll find something yeah, to do with it. Yep. Even if
1: it sits on the shelf.
0: No, no. I'm, I'll, I'll do something with it. We'll see. Okay. Okay.
2: All right. Okay.
0: All righty. All right. Then. All right.
2: Run out and buy one.
0: Yes, let's do that. All right, Pete. What's our other thing for this uh, segment? Open source is what we're talking about here. That's kind of open hardware, but now we're talking about open software. Well, that's
2: open hardware for open source stuff. That's right. So, uh, we're going to jump into a uh, Fedora. And uh, it seems that uh, Fedora 22 is leaving uh, some people hungry for 23. So, a of the Fedora operating system, being the mostly uh, regular six-monthly events that they are, don't usually find themselves worthy of note. But with Fedora 22, however, changes arrive thick and fast, they claim. Uh, they being uh, ZDNet is where we got the story. Uh, the release's desktop environment got a new flatter look. The package manager of choice changed. Uh, GCC was updated to the five series, uh, and the next generation of display server inched towards general availability. The most notable sorry the most noticeable change. Uh, a user sees when loading the latest version of Fedora is the new look sported by Genome 3.16. Like a majority of operating system updates in recent times, the default uh, Genome theme is flatter and less glossy uh, than uh, that was seen previously. Beyond the aesthetics, however, Fedora's package manager of choice has switched uh, from Yum to DNF. Uh, That might make some happy and others not. Entering a yum command, uh, we'll see it routed to the appropriate DNF equivalent, however. While yum always loved uh, to pull its repository uh, sources, DNF is more reserved, but otherwise, DNF is simply a better version of yum. Another big change that goes almost unnoticed, sorry, I just uh, hit my mic, another big change that goes almost unnoticed uh, uh, is the use of Wayland to power the GDM login screen in this release. Set to become the default display server in Fedora 23, Wayland is creeping towards being ready for prime time, but it's not quite there. I'm not familiar with Wayland. I'd be curious, though. For folks who want to be on the bleeding edge, Fedora 22 allows for running Genome and Wayland rather than using an X server, but the future comes at a cost. Wayland is slower than X thanks to not having years of driver development work done. Some apps will refuse to open uh, some apps sorry will refuse to open particular windows. The rough edges of Wayland are representative of the feel of this release it 's ninety five percent of the way there but not quite complete. so as I said, uh, you can read the complete article at ZDNet. it 's called a month with fedora 22 leaves me hungry for twenty three uh, what 's to say twenty three is going to be better Just have to wait and see, I guess. you guys played with this at all?
0: I have not played with it at all. I haven't used Fedora in quite some time, but it might be interesting to take a look at it again. Um, I usually only run RPM-based distributions for work when software requires it. And Fedora tends to be a little more... bleeding edge shall we say it's not really useful in production environments so yeah i haven't touched fedora in, in a little in a little while but i might give it another look
2: i said genome some people say gnome <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I don't say, know why i always say genome i guess because i work in a hospital
0: i say gnome only because i talk to someone who or actually more than one person who works on the gnome foundation and they say that's how it's pronounced
2: Oh, I'm sure. I just like yeah. to say genome because it sounds more medical.
0: Well, that's true, but the genome is a different thing entirely.
2: It is, and probably wouldn't work in Fedora.
0: <laughs> well, it might. They probably sequenced the <laughs> genome in Fedora. Who knows?
2: <laughs> Who knows?
0: Yeah. They sequenced the genome in Genome.
2: Uh-huh. There you go. All
0: right. Oh. So anyway, that was a couple of open source topics we had for this time and I threw in a couple of things for Linux in the ham shack. There was something else I was thinking about putting in but I never actually got around to doing it so we only have two topics for tonight. The first one I thought I would throw in just so we could jump back to the basics for a little bit which is something we haven't done in a while and I have seen lots of posts on like the Ubuntu hams mailing lists or in other sources that are talking about linking radios to your Linux PC. And a lot of people seem to have trouble getting their serial port communications to work. And it's a basic tenet of using your radio with your computer that you have to have serial port connectivity so you can get data back and forth between your radio. The way this works in Linux is... Pretty simple, especially in most modern distributions. Under the directory slash dev, there are tty files, which stand for terminal. Uh, Originally, this stood for teletype, but people understand them to be terminals now. And each of these represents a device that's connected to the computer. Now, the serial ports in modern Linux distributions are referenced by tty, a capital S, and then the number in sequence of the serial port. The first one, Serial 1, or Com 1, as it's known from the, you know, DOS and Windows days, would be S0. Com 2 would be S1, Com 3, S2, so on and so forth. So your first serial device on your PC, if that's the one you're using to connect to your radio, will be slash dev slash TTY capital S zero. And it will go up from there, depending on which one you're using. Now, if you're using... USB to serial converters, it's going to be a little bit different. Those will be referenced by slash dev slash TTY capital U, capital S, capital B, and then starting with a zero. So, slash dev slash TTY USB zero, USB one, two, so on and so forth. Now, once you know what device you're going to be trying to connect to, there are a couple of considerations. The first of that The first of those is that you need to make sure that the serial port parameters for your hardware matches the serial port parameters for your computer. So if you're going to be operating your software at 57,600 baud with 8 parity bits and 1 stop bit, you have to make sure it's configured that way, and you have to make sure your radio matches. And then, of course, you have to make sure that you're using the correct serial port. So most software makes it pretty easy to configure which serial port you're using. You just have to know which one you're plugged into. And then the other consideration that most people seem to miss, and the one that causes the most problems when trying to connect to your radio, is that you don't make yourself, the user of the computer, a member of the dial-out group. That's D-I-A-L-O-U-T, the dial-out group. That is the default group that has read-write access to the serial ports in a Linux distribution. And you are not, as a user of a Linux system, generally included in that group. And if you're not included in that group, you will have no access to the serial port, no matter how hard you try. So it's important that you edit the slash etc slash group file and add yourself to the dial-out group. You can also use the add group command or the ch group command, or any number of other ways to give yourself access to the serial ports or the serial port devices on your computer. That's the one thing that most people seem to forget, and it's actually the most important when it comes to making your serial port actually interact with whatever hardware you have connected. And forgetting, or maybe just don't know they have to do that. That, That's very true. It may not be evident, and it probably isn't uh, evident, that you need to be a member of that group. Now, this could vary by Linux distributions, but all of the ones that I am aware of that, that are out currently use dialout as the default for serial input devices. So you just have to make sure that you are added to that group however you go about doing that, uh, and that should give you access to it. Now, just remember that once you've added yourself to that group, you will generally have to log out of your session and back in in order to actually get that access. Just simply adding yourself to the Etsy group file And staying connected or logged in doesn't actually give you access. You actually have to quit your session, restart a new bash or a new shell or a new X Windows session or whatever, and then you will have that group access. And then you'll be able to configure and use your serial ports properly. So uh, just some basic information there. And since a lot of stuff is digital now and uses uh, inter-hardware to computer communication, uh, real important to have that under your belt. So that was that. Any uh, anything I left out? Well, sounds pretty straightforward, it's like everything else. Once you know, it's easy. Right. It can get a little complicated if you're running uh, under Wine because if you're if you're running some Windows software in Linux under Wine and you need to connect a serial port, there is a specific Wine configuration you need to set up in order to link your COM ports as they exist in Windows as Wine would know them, to the serial port devices. And that's uh, beyond the scope of this little tutorial, but it's perhaps something we can talk about later. Uh, someone wants to ask a question about that, I can address it in a future episode. But uh, that's, uh, that's a little more complex than uh, just running something natively in Linux. Cool. Right. <laughs> cool, man. Man. Cool, man. All right. Uh, and this next one, that, that was my, my sort of like, you know, big Linuxy topic of the evening. Uh, this other one is something that I saw on the Ubuntu Hams mailing list, which you should definitely check out if you're interested in ham radio on Linux, uh, because they talk about all kinds of topics, not necessarily Ubuntu-related. A lot of it does go across different distributions. Uh, some of it, of course, is Ubuntu-specific, but if you want to check out the Ubuntu Hams mailing list... Uh, I would recommend do that, doing that, and let me see if I can uh, look up where that is exactly, because I didn't bother to put it in the show notes, because that's the way I roll.
2: like to live on the edge. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, uh, a place to get to the link where you can actually subscribe to the Ubuntu Hams mailing list is at wiki.ubuntu.com slash ubuntu hams. With the first U in Ubuntu and the first H in Hams capitalized. And that will be in the show notes. I will include it in the Etherpad. Speaking of the Etherpad, I haven't seen Harrison in a while. I wonder how he's doing.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard from him either. I figured I would usually. He kind of sees if we want to do anything for a uh, field day together. Um, the last time he texted me was probably like two months ago, I think. It's been a while. But then again, he's always involved in a whole bunch of stuff, so maybe life just uh, has keep kept busy.
0: Yeah, perhaps so. Well, hopefully when I decide to release all the back episodes, he'll actually come out and do the show notes. I guess we'll find out, won't we? We will. All right. So here's another quick topic, and as I said, while I was looking at the Ubuntu Hams mailing list, uh, this guy advertised his own website, uh, which is alpha delta zero echo sierra dot net ad zero es dot net, where he is putting up a uh, basically just a short textual uh, information site for getting a computer for your ham your ham shack set up using Ubuntu. Uh, and what it is is basically him documenting the steps that he used to install Ubuntu, to install the basic ham radio software, including, like, ham library and stuff like that. Now, it is a little bit specific to the types of hardware and software that he is familiar with, and it's actually pretty sparse right now, but I assume that it will be added to as he continues to develop the computer he's using in his ham shack. But for a basic um, look and a quick look, and just reading through some simple commands, because he actually gives you the commands to type, the app dash, get install, blah, 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 um, things that you can actually cut and paste into your system to get a basic HamShack computer set up using Ubuntu, uh, both 1204 and 1404, I believe. So uh, if that's something you're interested in and you want to try Ubuntu for your HamShack, you can go to that website, and once you go onto the website, uh, once you go onto the website, click on the top link, which is Ubuntu for hams, and then uh, read through the basic information, and then there's a link to the directory, which gives you a table of contents where you can go to kind of step through what you need to do in order to get Ubuntu installed on your machine, and then a basic set of ham radio software. Uh, So maybe a little beginner's resource uh, for getting started, and of course then you can go through all of our episodes, and then you'll be an expert user by the time you get done with that. Uh, it it may be 2017 by the time you do but uh, at least you'll be an expert
2: (laughs) that's never too late there's no (laughs) timetable
0: that's right all right well that's pretty much all i had for topics and everything for uh before we hit the musical break so i guess we'll hit the musical break and it was my understanding pete that you desperately wanted to hear some brad sucks for this episode
2: yeah, well, not desperately, but it's been a while. I mean, I remember from, uh, you know, being a long-time listener uh, that we used to play him quite regularly, and it had been a long time since we heard from Brad. So uh, I thought we'd uh, throw some in for uh, nostalgia's sake. sake. It's being episode 150. So uh threw in uh, one of his latest uh, contributions, uh, released in January of 2013. Yeah, it's been a couple of years, but it's still his latest. Uh, so uh, Brad Sucks is... Uh, one-man band, uh, pretty talented, usually from uh, Ottawa here in Canada, the nation's capital, uh, from the album Guess Who's a Mess. Uh, this was courtesy of our friends at Gemendo, Uh and uh, this song is called The Fluoride." It's pretty rockin', and uh, I always kind of liked it, and I thought it was uh, a good choice for tonight. So I uh, hope you guys like it.
3: Take hey, 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 hey.
0: I get the impression he's actually talking about toothpaste in that song, don't you? And Pete's muted.
2: Yep. <laughs> I think it's all a uh, what's the word I'm looking for?
0: I don't know. What's the word you're looking for?
2: A uh, a thing that references another thing. Meta. Sure. N- no. No. Um, uh, oh, you mean
0: an, you mean an allegory? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's one of those.
0: The chat room is apparently dead, but I think we've killed everyone, so no, no one's paying attention to the show, which is just fine. Why is the our hundred fiftieth is going to be our worst episode ever?
2: No, no, no. People are waiting to uh, to listen to the um, you know the 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 recording. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm sure that's exactly it.
0: Well, anyway, we should probably see,
2: move on to our... Go ahead. Because he's saying, uh, thanks for picking up my broken teeth. I spit them out because I can't swallow anything. Mothwas is, is pumping through my veins just to help me get on my feet and clean again. So, uh, it's an allegory. And what is it an
0: allegory for? Love. I see. Or lack of love, maybe. Okay. We'll go with that.
2: <laughs> a taste of flavor, I'll be taking pains to do the things i got to do to be the same. I don't feel the way I think I seem. Maybe I can work it out in surgery. I don't know. Brad sucks is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Brad sucks. He sucks. But uh we like his music.
0: We do like his music. And you have to like somebody who's self-deprecating enough to call himself Brad sucks, right?
2: Well, you know he's gay, right?
0: Yes. I believe that has come up before.
2: So I'm wondering if uh, if it's
0: just. Oh, I see what you mean. It's he's being literal. In other words, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Well, that's entirely possible. Yes. Have you asked? Maybe you should email <laughs> I ask,
2: i've never met him I, 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 I actually wanted to go see him live last year when he came to montreal because uh, you know he's ottawa is only two hours away from here so for him to play a show in montreal is quite easy but i couldn't make it that night unfortunately we had planned on going and it fell through and uh, it was kind of a shame so i should check out next time he comes because i'd really like to see him live i actually enjoy his music And I hear he's a really nice guy, and he plays in these really small venues around town, so I'm sure he'd be very approachable, too. Yeah, that would
0: be fun. Maybe the next time he comes to Montreal, we can all go up there and see him. We can do a field trip.
2: That would be neat. Let's see. Let's see when he's coming. Uh, RadSucks.net.
0: I wonder if he's even, like, still performing since he hasn't released anything since
2: 2013. Well, you know, maybe uh, his hits are so Big that he doesn't have to release anything new. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry.
0: That wasn't a cynical laugh. I was just laughing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, shows. No upcoming shows. Okay, I guess we won't be seeing him anytime soon. Yeah, probably
0: not. Oh, Apparently God. he tweets fairly regularly, though. Or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. That's odd underscore vice. Is that Brad Sucks? Is that his twi- Twitter account? I have no idea. I know. it's It's on his... Site
2: there, BradSucks.net. I'm looking. I uh, can't find the tweet icon. No, it's that's not oh, there him. It
0: He he's at BradSucks. At BradSucks. At BradSucks. Yeah, exactly. Brad yeah. So yeah. has he tweeted anything uh, recently? Let's see. I haven't been on Twitter in forever. Let's see. I'm, I'm looking at his Twitter feed right now. His last tweet was yeah a couple of days ago. So yes, he does tweet. Well, tweet him back
2: and ask him when he's coming to Montreal or Kansas. I can do that. And he'll probably answer you. Kansas. I, I, I don't didn't know even... wherever you live. <laughs> Arkansas. It's all the same.
0: Kansas isn't too far. Missouri would be closer, but...
2: I don't know why I said Kansas. Russ
1: doesn't live in Arkansas anymore, either. You yeah. Know, yeah,
2: Tonto, Toto, it's all the same in my head. Your tent's missing. <laughs> my, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Uh, indeed. <laughs> Anyhow. All uh, right. Anywho. Yeah.
0: Uh, We only have a couple of things to mention in our announcements and feedback section. The first is an announcement, and that's that the Amateur Radio Roundtable is looking for guests. I was a guest on the Amateur Radio Roundtable. You were. You've
2: got a good guest, too.
0: They want more guests, guests other (laughs) other than me. So uh, if you're interested in being a guest, or if you know someone who would like to be a guest, uh, and if you have an interesting topic to discuss on the show, you need to contact... Tom W5KUB and W5KUB.com as we have already mentioned on previous shows is well known for its live webcasts of ham radio events including Hamvention and they simulcast their live Tuesday night amateur radio roundtable show on the shortwave station WTWW on 5085 kilohertz and that of course will be airing tomorrow night at uh, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time same time as ours just one day later So hurry up. Yep. So, uh, you know, they're always looking for good topics and good guests. So even if you don't get to be on this week, there's always next week and the week after and so on and so on and so on. Like uh, Carrie is so very. (laughs) I'm confusing beauty products, aren't I? I have no
2: idea what beauty products is selling. Which Canvas. was
0: the one that had the video totally. that had the duplicating screens? That said, and so on, and oh, so, so on, and so on. Yeah. So on uh, oh come on, uh, Cheryl's looking at him like, "What the hell are you talking about? What uh, what crack are you, it's what crack it's are you to... smoking?"
2: It's not CoverGirl, no. It was a shampoo, right? Huh? So uh, uh, yeah, I believe it was so, for uh, shampoo. Uh, And so on and so on. Commercial. Let's see. uh, Faberge organic shampoo. There it is. Faberge
0: organic. (laughs) Yeah.
2: That's all the way back in the '80s. Yeah. So I am apparently mixing up up my beauty products. Apparently, I missed that or something. You missed the you missed the '80s, didn't you? I did. I (laughs) must have slept
1: through it. So.
2: It's Heather Locklear is the one who did that, and so on, and so, and on, so on, and then and the so screen on. would kind of multiply like, a, you yes. know, the I think that was, from Hell.
0: I think it was parodied on Saturday Night Live, and probably other places as oh, well. Oh, most probably.
3: likely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't think there was anything that was not parodied
0: on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I think Saturday Night Live was parodied on Saturday Night Live, regularly. Um,
2: yeah. <laughs> as it should be. Any good comedian or comedy who doesn't laugh at himself is not worthy of me.
0: Klewick suggests that the episode of the title should be Your Tense Missing, which I, <laughs> definitely, I definitely
2: think it probably should.
0: I just have to find a picture on the internet that sums up Your tense Missing as a photo. And by tent,
2: <laughs> he means uh, wits, uh, intelligence, uh, I don't
0: know uh anyway simbola also asked did we participate in field day and as has previously brought up been brought up on the show i did not participate in field day because we had to plan and host a metal concert that night uh pete did participate in field day and made a whopping and astounding 13 contacts yep i'm gonna win and it's funny when you said thirteen, I was waiting for you to say something else. I figured it was going to be followed up
2: by a hundred thirty nine that's but. how you build up anticipation yeah no I'm not a serious contester by any means uh, i I'm more of a listener and uh, you know ninety five percent of my ham radio <laughs> operation is listening um you know you would think i talk a lot because i can't shut up when i do a podcast but as people who will listen to episode 150's unedited version will find out but yeah and on radio it's not that i'm shy i just like to listen and tune around and see what i can hear and play with the nubs and buttons and um so yeah 13 contacts and i was very satisfied with that you know i'm not disappointed in any way shape or form that was like that contest
0: uh, a little while back that I was talking about that I jumped in at the like during the last hour of and I can't remember which one it is so uh, apologies to the people who hosted that contest but uh, and I was like disappointed that I that I missed my hundred contacts even though I only jumped in an hour before the contest ended um, but oh well I'm not a serious contester either I, I was I was just it's like when you get close to a hundred you want a hundred you know you don't want it to be like ninety seven.
2: Well, 99 is cool, or 101.
0: Well, 101 I would have been happy with, but I think I had 95 when it was still, all and still done. Still very respectable. It, it was it was fairly respectable, but the bands were also very good, and it was very easy to make contacts. So yeah. yeah, well, there
2: you go. Yeah, I see it all depends <laughs> on the data. So. Excuse
0: me. Uh, Symbola liked your I'm-gonna-win comment. And <laughs> I
2: don't know what I'm-gonna-win.
0: That actually brought me back to um, that movie we were talking about at the baseball game yesterday uh a league of their own
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh the tom hanks scene where
1: we're gonna win yeah
0: she showed back up and started giving him hell and he's like no, we're no, go- no no it was stewie what was it
1: yeah this he hit stewie in the head with the oh, base his name wasn't
0: stewie that's it was stewart or whatever no 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 is that from
2: the family guy <laughs> yeah no, stewie's no, no,
0: from that- family guy but no <laughs>
1: no i thought they called him stewie
0: no 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 it was um what the hell was his name? I think
1: it was Stewart. It
0: wasn't Stewart. I'm telling you right now it wasn't Stewart. Was we'll it called Bob? Stillwell.
1: Stillwell, that was <laughs> Stillwell. it. Stillwell. Oh, well.
0: Right. That's Stillwell weird. Angel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, he hit Stillwell in the head with the mitt <laughs> and when Stillwell fell over he's like, "Oh, we're going to
0: win." I don't think it went that way, but uh, apparently I'm misremembering the movie. Oh, screw it anyway. <laughs> If you haven't seen a League of Their Own, by the way, to totally digress, you should definitely go see yeah, it. It's yeah, a great film. Movie. A fantastic film. There's no way you can see that film and not enjoy it. I was particularly fond of uh John Lovitz. I, I thought his character was great.
2: John Lovitz is awesome. He's yeah. like one of my favorite like <laughs> you know secondary actors if you want. He's never had like any big giant roles, but he's just he's hilarious. He is hilarious.
0: And he had a couple of great, great lines in uh, A League of Their Own. Have you seen A League of Their Own, Pete? I have not, actually. Oh, you need to see A League of Their Own. It's a fantastic movie. Directed oh, by Penny Marshall, starring uh, Tom Hanks. I mean, it's just, how can you go wrong with it? Yeah, oh, Well, Tom
2: Hanks is, uh, you know, I wouldn't say an all-time favorite, but uh, most of his movies are entertaining. And Penny Marshall is an awesome, awesome director. Yep. So, and, and very fond of Laverne and Shirley from way back when, so there's a place in my heart for her. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I used to watch *Laverne and Shirley* a lot. I liked the whole cast out of *Laverne and Shirley*. I thought they were great.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I just watched the clip of the movie.
0: That's oh, and it was with Stillwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna win.
2: <laughs> we're gonna win.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Anyway. Definitely, see a league of their own. It's that, fantastic. That and, uh, and the Big Lebowski. I actually bought the Big Lebowski. Oh, so I am going to see Lebowski. it soon. I know he's the one who recommended it like, <laughs> months ago, yep. and uh, I was at the local video store, and they always put movies on sale for like you know three for five bucks whatever, and they're trying to get rid of them. And I saw the Big Lebowski, and had it not been for us, uh, it wouldn't be in my movie collection yeah. now. So it's it's one of the movies in my movie collection that I have yet to see because I I'm a firm believer that a library and a movie collection. You 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 should have books and movies in your collection that you haven't seen for those rainy days. So uh, I will uh, get around to seeing it one of these days.
0: Well, what I would do is I would highly recommend getting Citizen Kane and never watching it, but then definitely watching (laughs) The Big Lebowski. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen Citizen Kane. I don't need to buy it. Uh, (laughs) Citizen Kane was probably the single biggest disappointment for me in film history.
2: You know, it comes from a classic book, so... No, I but, understand you know, that. doesn't does make it a good
0: movie. And though.
1: it was also done years ago.
2: No,
0: I love some old movies. I mean, I have I don't have an issue with watching an older film because I we we went and saw Casablanca and I loved Casablanca. I thought that was a fantastic movie. Uh, but Citizen Kane is like I think if you look at IMDb, Citizen Kane is like number 3 or something the on, the, movies, on the all-time yeah. best movies list and it was really? the biggest biggest disappointment. It was the worst oh. crap. Well, no, okay, it wasn't a terrible movie, but I mean Number three, give me a break. Well, Have you it's, seen it's, Grapes of Wrath? I saw Grapes of Wrath back in high school.
1: It's, it's yeah, I wasn't impressed relative, with right, that either.
0: It. I love John Steinbeck, though. I think he's a great writer, so...
1: yeah, whatever.
0: Okay. Whatever. Fuck John Steinbeck. Right. Fuck John Yeah. Sucks. Uh, I thought a the separate Quen piece was Derek great, Gino. even though it was very depressing. I also thought, um what was the one that they did the recent movie of, Bridge to Terabithia? Um, oh, I
2: love that movie.
0: Yeah, that's not Steinbeck, I don't think. Um but it's a great book and a great film. So anyway, uh, um,
2: that, that movie made me cry.
0: I there's a there's a movie that well, no, I can't even talk about it because I told you that I can't tell you what the name of it is because you're gonna go find out what it's about and then you'll ruin it. So I can't, I'll I can't ruin I can't, it for everyone. No, not Pete, Cheryl. <laughs> I'm talking to Cheryl, not oh, you, okay. Pete, sorry. You ruined it. <laughs> you
2: ruined my life.
0: Oh. Uh, anyway. We should probably move on.
1: Bridge to Terabithia was written by Catherine Patterson.
0: Catherine Patterson, okay.
1: It was published in 1977.
0: Yeah, that's about when I read it. (laughs) (laughs) But the movie made me cry. It's so sad. It is sad. It's about the death of a young person. How can that not
2: be sad? I know, and you don't expect it in a movie. It's like, I was watching it with my kids. We're all bawling. It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) 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 That and Up. Up. Uh, My kids always laugh.
0: Oh, Up is such a great film, though.
2: It is. It's one of my favorites, but that part at the beginning, you know how they, they meet as kids and blah blah blah. And I won't go into it if you haven't seen it. But just that beginning part is just so sad it and is. every time. I don't bawl, but it brings it brings tears to my eyes because it's just so beautiful. It's just such a beautiful part of their life.
0: I'll tell you one I, thing. And
2: you know what part I'm talking about, of course. Yes, oh yeah. no,
0: I know, I know exactly what part you're talking about. And speaking of that, speaking of uh, tearful moments in Pixar movies, um, there is one that gets me every damn time. And it's the, it's the scene of, uh, Jesse being left in toy story (laughs) two. I, I swear I cry every time I see that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh,
2: it's that's just okay. incredibly uh, yeah. sad to me, but and that's cute from you guys because you know usually you're kind of you know guys are all tough and stuff and then they have kids and become they become blubbering fools. Anybody who has kids knows, but you guys have no kids and you, you, you're blubbering fools anyway. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> no. Right. As soon as
1: a Pixar movie shows up in the theaters, I'm like, I want to go see it. You know, and we yeah, sit there Pixar after we leave. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So yeah, yeah. I even like the shorts that they play, like you know the birds oh yeah, oh, yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: and i and i kind of understand since we're talking about movies and this apparently is what this whole episode is going to be about is movies, movies yeah. I, I swear i honestly just need to start a movie podcast because i am way more interested in movies than i am in ham radio um full disclosure <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit <that> part <laughs> um, but uh truth um but anyway, apparently, the new Pixar film Inside Out actually goes back to pixar 's roots They haven't they they were allowed themselves not to be bastardized and pushed into the ground by Disney this time around and actually got back to being Pixar again and so i i can't wait to actually see inside out. It should be fantastic so
2: that's cool who um uh, uh, my daughter saw Inside out and she wants to go see it again. She said it was awesome yeah, so who posted this in the Chat room. Calgary's balloon stunt destroyed. Describes soaring over city in lawn chair. Like what the hell? Yep. Only in Calgary, of course. I've lived in Calgary, so I'm not even surprised. (laughs) So planning his okay. So Daniel Boria uh, says he spent months planning his balloon stunt and planned to parachute into the Stampede grounds. Okay, at least he was wearing a parachute, so that's good. So yeah, this guy, uh, this was posted on uh, CBC News, CBC being uh, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation as our uh, national news, uh, equivalent to Fox, with a little bit more integrity maybe. No offense to Fox fans. But uh, this was posted on July 6th today at 4.49 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, Calgary man used helium-filled balloons to fly over the city on Sunday, uh, risking his life to draw attention to his cleaning products company. What an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what well, do a but bunch the of thing is, if, he gets, like, killed, a, he, if he gets killed, if he doesn't have a sign,
1: if he gets killed, they might need his cleaning products to clean to up clean him best. up. Yeah, so,
2: twenty dollar <laughs> lawn chair. Wow, I knew I would get arrested, but I didn't think they would pursue me as ugly
3: <laughs> as they did.
2: <laughs> oh my god! Uh, only in Calgary, like I said, police I'm not impressed. Really, what a shock! I mean. Plus the Calgary airport, like the planes just fly right over the city as they take off. So I could just imagine him getting, you know, flung by a 747 or an Airbus.
0: I think it's funny that they're talking about floating over the city in Calgary. Because as far as I know, the only place where there are actually people in Alberta is Calgary. I mean, they're, they're like... Is no one else in the state or in the province right well, i mean
2: well there's edmonton is the is the capital right it's actually, but calgary is is grown in leaps and bounds like calgary is is huge when i I moved to Calgary in two thousand and five um, when I moved to Calgary, the airport was about three miles outside the city. Uh, by the time I moved back ten, 10 years later, the city had surpassed the airport by about 10 kilometers. Like the, the airport is now within the city, and uh, Calgary has actually almost reached uh, the next city north and the next city south, which are two small towns, Airdrie and Okotoks. Uh, so it's, it's just it's, it's amazing. I mean, they, they have lots of oil in, in Calgary. You know, it's kind of the equivalent right. of Texas in Canada. The economy is great. It's the only province that has no debt, uh, it has no provincial sales. Tax um, is great for families. It's a great place to live. I really miss I really miss Alberta. I must admit, uh, but uh, yeah. So a lot of people move there. There's a lot of work. The uh, um, unemployment rate is the lowest in the country. So a lot of people end up there from all over the place. So yeah, it's it's booming, and it has been since the 80s. Well, that's interesting. So, uh,
0: if you, want to, if you want to see the story of uh, annexation of a territory, you should take a look at the story of O'Hare Airport in Chicago, which actually is nowhere near Chicago, uh, but is part of Chicago. It's it's funny if you actually look at a map of the annexation of O'Hare Airport because they needed it to be there for tax reasons or whatever political gambit they played oh, really, there yeah. as far as O'Hare. But basically you can see that the... Uh, the shape of, o- of O'Hare is basically a circle, uh, you know, bordered on the east by Lake Michigan, and a tiny little finger heading off to the northeast about eighteen miles out, and then a little circle around O'Hare.
2: And then- <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, so yep. there's just like this little, this little like one mile corridor of, of Chicago, like for eighteen kilometers or eighteen miles,
0: right? <laughs> and then encompassing O'Hare, and that—that's <laughs> funny.
2: Yep. So getting okay. back to this balloon guy, it says that he spent $20,000 for the stunt to advertise for his little cleaning company. Next, he's going to go bankrupt. So uh, anyhow, yes. I, I flew uh, out of O'Hare once, and uh, I'm told it's one of the busiest airports in North America.
0: It used to be and, the busiest until it was overtaken by Atlanta Hartsfield, which is now okay. the busiest.
2: So, well, this, this was in 1991. And I think the plane just took off straight up. <laughs> That's how busy the airspace was. I was right. freaking out. And I love to fly. I was, I was freaking out. I'd never been in such a steep climb in my life. It was actually pretty cool. Yep.
0: No, O'Hare used to be the busiest airport. But like I said, uh, George's Atlanta Hartsfield overtook it, I think, about 10 years ago and uh, is now the busiest in the country.
2: Um, okay. Very Cool. But anyway,
0: uh, we have digressed mightily, way
2: far, way
0: far. <laughs> anyway, in this is usual. this is by the way, episode number one hundred and fifty. <laughs> it's our uh, sesquicentennial <laughs> episode. So, yay, we've done one hundred and fifty of these things. Uh, well, if anybody, I've been,
2: I've been in forty-seven of them.
0: That's right. And if people have not, rem- uh, you know, if already forgotten when we started this episode it, or this podcast back when Richard uh, set it up originally, it was in October of two thousand and Eight. It seems like a long time ago that we started. doing a long United. time ago. Yeah.
2: It was Richard who started it? Yeah. I thought it was you.
0: No, it wasn't me. It was Richard. Richard invited me, or Richard, I think, put out a call and said, I need a co-host, and I answered that call. <laughs> so, so, were you there
2: at episode one? I can't remember. Yes. That
0: yes, I sure, I sure was. I've been here since the first episode, but it was his baby at the beginning. It really wow. was. So. Okay. I miss Richard. I, I I miss him, too. I actually invited him to come on the show tonight, and I thought he was going to be here, but he said he had too much going on. So, yeah. And his uh, podcasting gear is apparently in some state of disarray or absence uh, or a combination of the two. So, unfortunately, he could not be here, and that is sad. But maybe he can be here for 151. We'll see what we can do. Maybe.
2: Good luck with that. Or maybe there will 200. be no 151. You'll always be welcome.
0: I don't think... That, maybe there won't be a 151. Maybe there'll just be a movie podcast in the place of this. We're just going to skip
2: over 151 and go right to 152.
0: No, I think we'll just go to episode one of uh, Movies from My House. <laughs> <laughs> movies in the Ham Shack. <laughs> or something like that. So, All right. Anyway, so with all of that, and since we've, uh, I don't know, talked way too long about stuff that doesn't matter to anybody... Uh, We should come back around to everyone's favorite segment. Don't look at me that way. You know it is (laughs) Cheryl's Recipe Corner.
1: Whatever.
0: (laughs) And uh, so now you can talk for a little while since we've been rattling on
2: about nothing that means anything. Wait a minute. Before you start, did you do this already? Do what?
1: Have I done the re- this? One? The recipe. Yeah, yeah, I haven't done it lately, but I've done it. In the no, no,
2: no. I mean,
0: I'm not saying if you made it. Oh yeah, did not we talk this, about this? We did talk about this, and it was only like three episodes ago. You're going to bring it up again?
2: Oh, oh now wow. she's on the spot.
0: Yeah. yeah, I
2: am on the spot.
1: So yeah, <laughs> Quick. trust. No, trust me. Last week when I was putting the podcast together, I looked at the Etherpad at like 4:45, and there was nothing in the Etherpad, and I needed to run errands.
2: You don't need to panic, it's always like that.
1: Uh, No no, I well no. So I was like (laughs) scrambling trying to get you know content in the etherpad and told Russ, Look, I gotta go, I gotta go run these errands because he had been told at like four forty five he had to be at work the next morning. So and he has to leave here about four o'clock in the morning in order to get to work. And I was like, Well, since you're not gonna be able to go with me to go run errands tomorrow. I got to go do it now, you know, and I was just like, ah, this looks like a good recipe and threw it in there. And I was like, ah, and I kept going, you know, I think I've done this. I think I've done this. You probably have done this. So, yeah. And I did have a chance to go back through the ether pads and check and see. So, yep. See, no recipe tonight. Yay. Well,
2: I can come up with one. We could
0: probably come up with, how about a drink recipe? Let's, let's do. um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a festive occasion. Let's do that. I mean. Our favorite drinks. For for the show that we had, or for the uh, karaoke under the stars that we did a couple of nights ago uh, for the Fourth of July, I made a gallon of Long Island iced teas.
2: Oh, There's, I none love Long Island. Yeah. None There's none left. none left. There is none left. But did you spend like a thousand dollars on booze. It's no, all booze no. in Long Island.
0: It is pretty much all booze on Long Island. But the best thing about the Long Island is here's the recipe, and I'll just give it out the way I made it. I put five clear liquors in Long Island iced teas equal parts tequila rum gin uh vodka vodka and triple sec equal parts of that and then basically enough sour mix or a combination of sour mix and sprite so you don't pass out from the fumes and (laughs) then a little bit of cola it can be coke or coke zero i actually use coke zero just to make the what turns out to originally look like piss look like iced tea and then when it looks like you know it's it's got that sort of uh brownish tan color so that it actually looks like iced tea then you know it's done uh what i actually wound up with is i did 500 milliliters of all the liquors so we had uh, ultimately 2.5 liters of liquor and then i did most of the rest of the bottle with the sour mix and one can of soda. And that came out to uh, basically a perfect Long Island iced tea mix, and everyone enjoyed the hell out of it. So,
2: Excellent.
1: Yeah. Uh, we actually have a friend that's a bartender that was here for the party, and he's like, you people should put Sprite in it, which I've had his Long Islands with Sprite because sour mix can be a little um, bitter to me. Yeah, Sprite the, would make it more
2: sweet. Yeah, I think.
1: The, the Sprite helps cut back on the bitterness of the uh, the sour mix, but it still gives you the the citrusy flavor you
2: need. So, right. I think you just throw lemons in there.
0: That's true. You could throw lemons in there. I mean, you, you just you know, it's basically as far as the sweet and sour mix and the the Sprite is just to taste, mm-hmm. and the cola doesn't actually add anything to the drink. It's color. strictly there for color. It's the color, yeah, for sure. So, but there oh, you go. Excellent. Sounds good. Long on a nice tease. Go make a gallon. <laughs> share, share with <laughs> your friends.
2: <laughs> <laughs> on a yeah, hot my- summer day <laughs> sitting in the sun. Right,
0: and, then, and then for those of you who didn't catch the actual amounts in that, I started with two two and a half liters of alcohol. And for those who are you know understand how um, liquor is bottled, a standard bottle of liquor has seven hundred and fifty milliliters in it. So two of those bottles is a liter and a half. I had more than three bottles in my Long Island iced teas before I started putting in mixer. The, so
1: the bad thing about our party for the Fourth of July, it started at seven PM.
0: It ended at five AM. Yeah.
1: We finally got the last <laughs> of the people out of here at five AM. Uh,
2: excellent. Did you guys have fireworks in the barn?
0: We had oh, yeah. well, they weren't in the barn, but they were they were <laughs> near the, the barn. barn yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, we
1: actually because you know, there's no air conditioning or heat in the barn where we have the concerts. Well
2: who has air conditioning in a barn?
1: Well, uh, it, it the thing is we use it com- We had
0: nature's air conditioning. There was wind blowing through. Open the barn doors. Yeah. So I told Russ,
1: I was like, you know, we should move all the karaoke stuff outside. That way, people want to sing the Star Spangled Banner during fireworks. You know, knock themselves out. He's like, yeah, we can do that. And by golly, we did. And people were all over that all night long.
2: Yeah. In fact, (laughs) not um, not only the Star Spangled Banner. I hope.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, we did a little bit of everything. Yeah,
0: we had so, karaoke going on forever and ever and ever.
2: Yeah, so, were, you, were you dressed like in that video, Russ?
0: For no. what video? That video. What video? The video
1: of him doing the. Um,
0: oh, Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> I
2: can't remember what you,
1: Yeah, <laughs> were you like ponytails? Yeah, no, no, no. No, no
0: I didn't no, no. do the Carly ray Jepsen thing. That's already that's on YouTube once. That's enough. <laughs> well, there you go. It wasn't. or awesome. Facebook. Facebook yeah, yeah, Facebook. Yeah, whatever so if somebody wants to see me with my how do you, what's the thing where you take your shirt and you tie it up in a knot
1: that's and, exactly it yeah, yeah but what do you
0: call that is that i don't know the yeah. daisy duke type <laughs> thing, right yeah the yeah. kind of daisy dukes and my hair up in pigtails and stuff doing carly ray jepson's call me maybe it's it's out there it's on the internet which means it's never going away <laughs> Never, ever, <laughs> <laughs> ever. The the
1: thing about our party, though, is one of the friend that suggested the Sprite in the Long Islands, he started singing, like, the national anthem or something. So we gained people from across the road. They wandered over.
0: Oh, yeah. People who are shooting off fireworks across the street were, like, cheering and everything. And then one of our neighbors wandered over.
2: (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, hey, that's pretty cool. (laughs)
3: Excellent. Yeah.
2: Excellent. Uh, Nothing like a national holiday to bring people together. Oh, yeah. No, we had a good time. Cool.
0: All right, so that's our drink recipe for the for the week. The Cheryl's recipe corner, in a nutshell, it's actually my recipe corner, but yeah. You, know, you uh, always
1: hijack my recipes. I don't
0: hijack your recipes. I,
1: you hijack my recipe videos.
0: I, we've done one, please. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Whatever. All right, so our social media roundup. Let's let's get through it. Come on. Okay.
1: Um, this week for donations and subscriptions. We have Jonas Rulo, uh, John Spriggs, and Stephen Sanner, which is a new member. Join us for yearly, and Steve Conklin and Jeremy Hall and stop Scott, Scott Pettigrew. Sorry, Scott. Uh, we're monthly. Yay! Yay!
0: Um on- S- Scott was actually in the chat room earlier, but his wife called him away, so he had to go. He
1: always
2: leaves. Uh, he's a wise man. <laughs>
1: For Facebook, Mike Waslowski. I hope I pronounced that right. Mike
2: Wazowski. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike, Waz- Mike Wazowski. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Edgar
1: Graham. Phil fem alani L- I- Fim- Femiani? Yeah, sure. Maybe. Why not? Somlak Wanyo. Way- uh, excuse me. Andrew Gagliardio.
0: Somlak Wanyo? Keep that in your pants, man. Yeah.
1: Steve Sanner, Dale Handy, and aslam A. V joined us on Facebook. I really need to put my glasses on. Um Mike Karen for Rafa Josie.
0: Jazuee? Yeah, I am Jezweezy. Yeah, something like that. Jeez. There you something go. Something like that. Yeah.
1: Andy Long and Faux Time Podcast join us on Google Plus.
0: Oh, I like the first one. Just so uh, I need to jump in here on the Twitter feed. We ha- our first guy is at Miguel Lobos, which I think is awesome because the guy's name is Mike Wolf. So his tw- his Twitter handle is at Miguel underscore Lobos, <laughs> which is cool. Everyone should do that.
1: Okay. Well, so go ahead and do Twitter then.
0: Okay. Uh, we also have H V Palomo, Unapoloma Blanco, or something like <laughs> that. Anyway. Sure. Uh, we also have uh, whiskey one Sierra Alpha whiskey W one S A W, and we have Kilo Charlie three Charlie Tango Tango K C three C T T, and I could have sworn K C three C T T had been a long time uh, Twitter follower, but apparently not. He uh, he just showed up as a recent addition. So anyway, welcome or welcome back, whichever it actually
1: whatever is. whatever it is. Yes, and YouTube is Rick Troth.
0: Yes, we have a new YouTube follower. Yay! Ooh. We probably Excellent. need to put some other Something stuff up on, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, nobody joined the mailing list nobody bought anything so
0: well that's okay no one bought anything this time but someone did buy something last time as you'll all recall we had someone actually buy something so very very cool
1: yes and i don't know if you actually
0: i didn't mention it but we do need yeah. to mention that the print printfection store is apparently it's going gone. away because printfection they're fucktards and they oh
1: hey <laughs>
0: <laughs> what they won't that's, not that's not, a, nice. long, that's not the first away. time the F-bomb has come out tonight. So it's no,
1: a, no, that's not nice.
0: <laughs> no, they basically pulled their um, user storefronts. storefronts. Yeah. So, uh, Printfection.com... Why did they do that? Uh, because apparently it wasn't a sustainable model anymore, so they... Well, yeah, silly they had. Them.
1: They had stopped letting people because they
2: making money. What kind of business are they? <laughs> right. Yeah. They a had... business kind of business. <laughs> <laughs> they had
1: stopped letting people create new storefronts. They stopped for that, some like, time, a year right? Or, or two years
0: ago. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So I know that. they basically went into bulk orders instead of doing uh, one-off orders, you know, single order type stuff. And they basically just now they've fully closed down their storefronts. So
2: well, didn't they basically? They just like would let you throw your shit on there, and they'd take a percentage, right? Right. right. So yeah, thing. Like, everybody just is trying to sell crap.
0: Right, just what Cafe Press is doing. But Cafe Press is actually still doing it. Perfection decided that they couldn't sustain that model anymore, so they quit it. The They're bad thing better, is apparently.
1: Printfection had shirts up to, like, 6X or something. Cafe, Cafe Press, Press stops it. at 3. Right. So, which is why <laughs> we went with Printfection since Russ and I are both fat. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: oh, Well, ultimately, it's just, it's we... This is more to love. Right. Ultimately, we may just start doing things where we actually just order a bunch of stuff and have and sell it ourselves because we can probably do it actually cheaper that way than doing it the one-offs yeah, yeah, like from I'm cafe press sure. and yeah. stuff so uh that's ultimately where we'll probably wind up with that but for the moment you can still go to cafe com slash podcast. but our perfection store is of course now gone so yeah. unfortunately that's what it is
1: yeah, actually, we need to do that since we know that the uh, printing company in Springfield has shirts up to... Yeah, like how, however NX big we or want. Or it, yeah. 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 So.
2: What well, it is, what it was, what it shall be. <laughs> what it is, what, it <laughs> was, what it <laughs> Sorry, no. flashbacks again. Flashbacks to Robin Williams. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's <laughs> how my mind works. Yep.
0: Oh, I, I, I watch uh, Good Morning Vietnam about once every two or three months just because... It's such a great film. just because it's awesome. Yeah.
1: And I've and never ever
2: seen it. Loosely it. based on a true story. Right. Have you ever listened to the actual DJ that he's... Uh, Adrian Cronauer? No, yeah. I haven't. Okay, like, totally, totally different. Like, not anywhere the same. Like,
0: well, no, because, I mean, that was basically... The, the thing that was nice about Good Morning Vietnam, it was actually a well-constructed film that was also a showcase for Robin Williams' stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. uh it it properly integrated the two of them some it's some of the movies It's still a great film. I'm yes. No, it. absolutely. Um because the drama and everything was still there but it also allowed to be uh, allowed Robin Williams to be Robin Williams. Yeah,
2: well, I was told that he um Ab lived like most of most of it, pretty yep. much all of what he did. Um, so that's pretty well, that's pretty app- much
0: how he operates or operated, I should yeah, say. Yeah, well, so. yeah,
2: indeed. Uh, but we yeah, we of actually my caught a favorite, uh, movies, and I was just telling a friend recently that it's uh, one of those that I have to see again because it's been a long time since I've seen it.
0: Yeah, Cheryl actually got waved at one night by Robin Williams really yeah guy he he was he was in an alley walking into a venue in chicago that we had just left and uh saw us sitting out in the alleyway and he waved at her
2: so cool
1: yeah we were we had actually been at the venue in downtown chicago seeing jonathan colton and paul and storm which were you know they're all friends of ours and they you know their show ran long and of course they are rushing to get them out of the building because whoever was going on stage after them uh Ellen DeGeneres and Robin Williams were in town.
0: I thought it was Whoopi. mm No, it was Ellen. Whoop,
1: No, Whoopi was there too, I think. But okay. uh, anyway, they there were several, you know, stars in town coming to that show because they were doing something in Chicago the next morning. And I was standing in the alley while Russ I think was helping you know jonathan and everybody get their stuff carried out of the building and robin's like you know hey as he and waves and walks in i was like ah, wow that was robin williams so
0: (laughs) yep a brush with fame
3: or something yeah
1: all
0: right guys i think that's it that's 150 150 Mm -hmm. of these things we're done with it
2: and how exciting it was
0: it was as always thrilling and hopefully my little soundboard thing here will actually work so i can uh do the thing that I need to do.
2: Yeah, we'll see here in a second.
0: Alright, so let me push the button, and I hear nothing.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there it is. Look at that. How about that? Well, thanks everybody for listening to episode number 150 of Linux in the Shack. Everybody Ooh. say yeah. Yeah. yeah! yeah! Please check out our website at http colon stroke stroke LHS podcast on info. You can become an ambassador for the show. We recently had Daryl as an ambassador out at the Southeast Linux Fest, and he will be an ambassador again at the Roanoke Camp Fest coming up in August. If you want more information about that, check out our website or email ambassadors at You can email info at lhspodcast.info. If you want to just make a general comment for the show, or you can call us at 1909 LHS Show. That's 1909 547 7469. We would love to hear your voicemail comments. Our IRC channel is Pound LHS Podcast on the Freenode Network. You can subscribe to our mailing list. You can buy merchandise from us, which helps support the show at cafepress.com stroke LHS podcast you can also help the show by clicking on the sponsored ads in the right hand column of the homepage that doesn't cost you anything just the moment of your time and it sends a few cents our way to help keep the thing going you can listen to us live every other Monday night at 8 o'clock central time that's 0200 early in the morning on Tuesdays Our recording schedule and countdown timer, information about the show, where you can email us, where you can talk to us, where you can leave us feedback, and where you can connect with us on our chat room is all on the website, lhspodcast.info. Thanks to all of our listeners who are live with us tonight, who are quasi-live, those who listen to us past, present, and those people who haven't listened to us yet. We appreciate each and every one of you. So live with Cheryl from Studio 3D in Southwest Missouri.
1: Good night, everybody.
0: And with Pete up in Montreal, Canada, B2XPL. Bonsoir. We will all be back in a couple of weeks to do it all again. See you later, folks. fun than shooting guns in the house
2: let's <laughs> <laughs> <Nice> try
1: <laughs> you really gotta work on that i'm
0: sorry i can never be richard no you cannot be richard
2: nobody can be richard